Welcome to the More Than a Mama podcast. Let's make some waves today. My name is Taylor. I'm a mama, wife, and educator turned six-figure business owner. As a client learning expert who helps entrepreneurs create and enhance their client learning experiences, I am on a mission to bring my passion of teaching to the online space. On this show, you can expect guest experts and content that will educate you on how to best serve the clients you have. Together, we will make an impact and learn to raise the bar in the online industry. Are you ready? Let's learn something new today. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the More Than a Mama podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. And today we have a super special guest, Reagan. Hi, Reagan. I am so excited you're here. Reagan and I have known each other since last summer, right? In Topsy's program. Yeah. So it's about time. It's about time that you're finally on the podcast and I'm just so excited to have you here. But before we jump into the good stuff, Reagan, let us know who you are and what you do. Yeah. Hi everyone. I'm literally so jazzed to be on this podcast. Like if you could see me, I'm smiling ear to ear. So I am a on online business and money mindset coach. So I help women master their money mindset and also master their selling strategy in order to sign high ticket clients. Because the truth is, if you don't feel worthy around money, then signing high ticket clients is going to be way harder than it needs to be. And also long gone are the days of cookie cutter sales strategy. So that is what I'm here to do. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to talk about this because sales can be really challenging. I remember when I was a beach body coach or even when I had my own meal planning service, <laughs> um, I really struggled. Like it was really hard. So I'm so glad you're educating around this because it can be really challenging. But before we get into it, I want you, I want you to tell everybody how you got into this online space. Cause your story is so interesting to me. So tell everybody, like, how did you get here? Yeah. So before I was coaching. I was a behavioral and cognitive coach. And on the side, I really just disliked my job. Like it was very toxic. So I was like, I need to get out of here ASAP. So y'all, I started as a blogger and influencer. So I would be taking all these creative and guys, I'm using air quotes, (laughs) creative photos. And I was trying to just get out of my job. I thought it was the fastest way. Well, turns out, I hate taking creative photos and I was just kind of lacking purpose. So um, my story is kind of different because I quit my job before I even knew coaching was a thing. So mm-hmm. I had, I had joined a webinar before I knew what a webinar was. And I was like, Oh my God, this person's going to change my life. And I bought uh, this course that would teach you how to make, you know, what do we want to call them? Your skill sets profitable. And so I was like, okay, amazing. So I go and I create this thing called the quarter life crisis averted. So my first thing I ever put out in the world was teaching 20 somethings how to find clarity because I was like, 
we leave college, we're confused. Yeah. And well, it was a flop, like a literal flop. And I was just like, is there someone who can help me? Like, I need someone to actually talk to. So I kid you not, I went into the hashtags, type in business coach, who fired the first person I saw because I didn't know this was an industry. It worked out too. So it's great. <laughs> that is how I ended up in this coaching industry. Wow. <laughs> I, know. I didn't know about the flop. I mean, oh, didn't we all have those though? My first flop, Reagan, I was a meal prepper. Do I look like a meal prepper? <laughs> I opened up, I was, cause I was trying so hard to stay with Beachbody at the time. I opened up my own meal prepping service to go with the Beachbody workouts. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. This is the truest thing. You just always take your next best step and then yeah. you wind up where you need to be. Yeah. Oh From my gosh. Pepper to learning expert. I know. Like, what a transformation. <laughs> uh, so funny. So how did you get into like the sales mindset part of coaching? Like what made you be like, wow, like I really need to talk about this more often. I'd love to hear that story. Yeah. So for the first four months in my business, it was a struggle. I wasn't the coach that came out here and made six figures in six months. Like that is not my story. Mm-hmm. And so for the first four months, I really struggled to sign clients. And it wasn't getting people on sales calls that I struggled with. It was the actual selling part of it. And it wasn't the strategy either right? Because the strategy had worked once or twice. It was what I was believing about selling, right? I had all these subconscious beliefs that selling takes away money. I annoy people when I sell, you know, if I sell, I give people the wrong impression. And so when I actually started to dive in into the mindset work behind selling, that's when I got booked out. That's when everything became a little bit easier because Mm -hmm. there has to be both the mindset and the strategy. And so that's how I really, it was out of my own struggle that I really came to this place of, okay, we have to educate more around this. Yeah. So what do you think the biggest like sales mindset, like obstacles do you see people go through? Does that make sense? Like, what do you think people are thinking around sales that makes it like even more challenging than it has to be? Yeah, there's two things I think. I think it's a a worthiness thing. Like, am I worthy to be doing this, to be charging high ticket? Because that's where I really work around. Am I, can I really do this? And then there's this other thing of what you care about, what other people think of you. Like the impression you think you are giving to someone when you sell. And so, of course, when we have these beliefs, selling is so hard. It's Mm -hmm. like excruciating actually. And I say that from experience. Everything I talk about is from experience. Yeah. I mean, I know as a beach body coach, I felt like I was just like a fraud. sell. you know what I mean? Like it felt weird and it took me a really long time to be okay with selling high ticket, especially because that's Mm -hmm. like, I don't know if you agree with this. That's like a whole new ball game when it comes to selling packages, you know, that are a thousand dollars plus. That's like, I don't know. It's insane. So like, 
Ugh, there's so many questions I have for you, Reagan. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna backtrack a little bit. So something that you said you love talking about is empowered selling. So what exactly is empowered selling? Ooh, oh my gosh, I love this cue. Okay. So <laughs> when I'm teaching this to my clients, the first thing I ask them is what does empowerment mean to you? Like let's just look at this word by itself. So as you're listening to this, like what are the first couple of things that come to your mind when you think about empowerment? Like for me, I think someone who fully trusts themselves, someone who like, you know, loves themselves, someone who can walk around with their head held high, but not in a way that makes you feel less than like empowerment to me means like, you know, giving that person back their choice, their power. And so when we just think about that by the, itself first, and then we add sales to it, what does that mean, right? It means, oh, that person has their own power, their own truth, their own, you know, willingness to step up to the plate, and we just have to get them there. And so that to me is empowered sales. Yeah, so my mind is blown, because this isn't (laughs) something that you hear a lot about, right? So is it like empowering others? to buy? Is that what you're saying? Or empowering yourself to sell? Or is it both? I think it's both. It's empowering yourself to sell because your mission and your legacy and what you're here to do is worthy of people being in. And the basics of business is you have to sell. You don't have a business if you're not selling. And then empowerment is an empowerment for them to come over to pay you. It's empowerment. Like, you have to trust yourself in this decision to invest in yourself. Like take money out of it. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to believe in yourself? Cause if not, we have to work through that first. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so true. And it's, I don't know. It's not talked a lot about, which I love that you talk about this on your Instagram, how much like inner work has to happen for selling to be, easier, right? Like for me, like raising my prices still makes me vomit. Like I wouldn't say it's like easy for me to sell, but I at least feel more comfortable with it. And that's taken a lot of inner work. You know, I come from teaching where we're like, you need to work like 80 hours a week and just get paid like $3,000 a month to do that. Right now I'm signing packages where it's like over $3,000 for five hours of my time. It's really weird to have that flip of like, this is okay for me to do it. Do you see that a lot with your clients? Cause I know I struggle with that. Absolutely. Because it is truly shifting your identity. So when I'm like talking to my clients, I'm like, you're used to being a director. You're used to being a teacher. You're used to being, you know, an assistant. Now you're a CEO and your ego is freaking out right now. Like it is going like crazy telling you that you're crazy to charge that telling you that people will make fun of you if you talk about your offers more than once and so it's just like you have this inner war going on and of course that comes out when you're selling Mm -hmm. yeah that's such a good point and like for me even to this day, like I have people tell me, you know, your prices are ridiculous. Like, oh, wow. It's a, I just started putting my prices up 
or everybody knows them. So I'm not even available for comments like that anymore. Like it's okay if that's not in your budget, but there are people who that is their budget. And those are my clients, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just think it's so interesting how much inner work has to be done for that to feel better. So how would you, how would you say like, if people feel icky around selling, like how do we, it's not, I guess not stop that, but how do we at least make it where it doesn't affect our prices? Cause mm. I see so many people undercharging, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, these are certified life coaches, people that come from corporate that have 10 years of experience. I'm like, just because you're new here does not mean that you should start off with <laughs> Reagan's doing like crazy. <laughs> just that doesn't mean that you should start off low ticket because you're new to the online space because your experience is not new. You've been doing this for a while. So what would you say to those people? Like, how do we stop feeling so icky about that? Yeah. Oh my gosh. You. <laughs> just just, just... What you said. <laughs> yeah. So the, there's two things. I think the first thing is I always teach my clients that we have to deconstruct what selling means to you. So let's say like selling to you means being slimy or annoying people, right? So even though you have this thought that selling is slimy, that selling pushes people away, it's not factual, right? And so what I always have my clients do is I'm like, okay, we have to collect evidence for the opposite of why selling is not slimy. And so the best way I always use this example is like Oprah right? She, I, <laughs> I know. And it's kind of with the, like selling is sleazy, or if you have a lot of money, like you're greedy. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, okay, this is coming from a different experience. Right. When I thought people who had money who were greedy, it came from an experience of a boss who was super greedy. And so then I've attached that to money, which y'all, anything you attach to money is going to impact the way you sell. Yeah. And so we have to deconstruct that. And the best thing to do is feel your feelings through that. Like talk to somebody, write it out. There's no way to reframe and create new beliefs if you're not willing to process where you are right now. And then find evidence for the opposite. Like Oprah, like she is filthy rich, right? She has a show. like but she's also the most incredible woman, like very gimme, right? And so we have to find evidence that that's not true. And from mm -hmm. there, form a belief that you can get behind, not what you find in a book or what someone tells you that what selling is, like finding a belief that really feels good and true to you and begin to say it out loud, to write it down, to walk around, and just be proud of it. So that's yeah. I love that you noted on like processing where you're at and like that is okay, mm -hmm. right? Because it's not going to be a really good belief if you're just saying it because you feel like you should. Mm -hmm. I think like, it's like, uh, -uh. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's so important though, because I know like I didn't get really comfortable charging high ticket. I mean, like really comfortable where I'm like, it's $9,000, you know, like it's 15 K, you know, that's mm -hmm. my price. Um, and saying it very unapologetically until I really worked through like, why am I struggling with this so much? Like why, 
why do I feel this way? Even though I know what I'm doing, like, I'm not a fraud. Like I have proof that I help my clients. Like, why am I feeling this way? But I think what you said is so important to really work through, like, you know, maybe this is how I was raised. Maybe this is, you know, I've worked for so many hours and got basically paid nothing for that time. It's really weird for me to think, you know, it can be different. And what does that mean about me if I want it to be different? Like really working through those thoughts, I think is so important. And a lot of people, I don't, I don't see them doing it. And that was such like a huge process for me. So I love that you, you talk on that because I think it's like a step that people miss. They just want to reframe and sell high ticket, but then they still kind of struggle. Right. Yeah. It's like looking at it from a bird's eye view or like having the out of body experience. Right. You take yourself out for just a second and look at this through a different perspective. Mm -hmm. And are you willing to be wrong? Are you okay with being wrong? And something that I teach my clients to when we're selling high ticket and this works like you know, works like a gem. Okay. So what you, what I want you to do is before you pitch yourself and you say like, my program is three K right on a sales call or or in the, in the DMS, I want you to act like that, that the three K is actually just a hundred dollars. Like how would you show up if you knew it was just a hundred dollars, you probably be more confident. You wouldn't negotiate your prices. It would feel natural. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you just got to pretend a little bit and then you got to practice this pitching yourself more over and over and over again and getting comfortable with that. Oh yeah. Before I have sales calls that are like higher ticket, I've never told anybody this. I practice pitching my husband. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And so because that repetition, like builds confidence because it can be easy on those calls. If you feel some like resistance to be like, Oh, just kidding. You know, I can take a thousand dollars off since you applied before last Friday, you know, like it can be so easy, but it just makes me sad because I know so many of my community members are so skilled in what they do. Like, Mm -hmm. and there are people out there that will pay your prices. It's okay if somebody can't, it says nothing about you. It says nothing about them, but there are people out there who will invest in you, you know, who do have, or will find a way to make it happen. And I think it's easy to forget that sometimes it's like, yeah, it's easy to forget that sometimes. Oh, absolutely. Because here's the deal. What's happening is what you believe to be true about selling your ideal client is being your actual manifestation of your real world. Mm-hmm. So if you don't, if you're wishy-washy about your prices, the clients you're, you're attracting are also wishy-washy about paying you. And so you're going to have to elevate your standards of also the people you want to attract inside of your containers or programs, whatever you want to call that was a little sassy. But. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all couldn't see the air quotes, but they were pretty good. <laughs> but yeah, it's so true. And here's something that like, if you take one thing away, it's like, you can't miss out on your perfect clients for you. Like you can't like your best client is on it's their way to you right now. And when you kind of just like breathe and take that in a little bit, like I can't miss out what's meant for me. Like the people who are supposed to work 
with me or on their way, you can relax and go into these sales conversations more present, a listener, and you know, you'll probably make more sales that way anyways. Yeah. And I appreciate Reagan that you educate on this because I see a lot of coaches in the online space that are telling their clients, specifically service providers to undercharge. You know, we have people that are being told to charge like $3 per hour, $10 per hour. Like you can't even make a living off of that. And it makes me so sad. So I appreciate you like being out here, educating around this and like really empowering people to sell. And like, I don't want to say charge your worth because I don't feel like we can put a price on our worth. But charge for your expertise, charge for what you do, charge for your time. I just like, I'm going to throw that in there. I really appreciate you teaching on this because I see a lot of coaches who do not. And it really frustrates me. (laughs) It really, I feel very strongly about service providers and their pricing. um, Just because a lot of service providers are told like, you cannot charge high ticket. Like, you know, coaching is kind of above you and you're just there to serve the coach. I'm like, yeah, you know, you couldn't run a business without the people that serve you. So I'm just saying, so I really appreciate you like speaking on that because I, it just makes me so sad. It makes me so sad to see that still in the online space where we're telling people to charge where they can't even make a living, you know? Yeah. And the thing with charging and pricing is you have to logistically look at your numbers. Mm -hmm. So like we love to just pull numbers out of thin air based on people's hourly rate, based on, you know, what the other coaches charging and you're at like the same, you know, you, you know, you're three months in just like she is when legit, you need to sit down and you need to look at your numbers and your time. And I'm talking, pull up an Excel sheet and look at this because there has to be some type of masculine, masculine energy and like thought behind the way you charge. Mm-hmm. If Sally Sue is charging a hundred dollars an hour, but she takes on, you know, 10 clients because that she has a space for that. And, you know, it's not very specific. That's a whole different ball game than you. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you have to kind of woman up, sit down and look at your numbers, like legit. Yeah. And like track the time that you're working and I always divide it and see how much am I making per hour? That's always like a very shocking revelation. I feel like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not charging enough based on the hours that I'm working like at all, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay. So Next question I have for you. I want to talk about sales strategy because I know you talked about how there's no cookie cutter sales strategy. So I don't know if there's no like cookie cutter, how do you help your clients with sales strategy? Mm, I love this. This is so good. So here's the thing. I believe that there is psychology and strategy that's proven to work. I also believe your intuition is the most powerful thing that you have. And the gap that I see in the industry is know all the sales skill set and rely only on that and have no intuition, no 
just you stepping in and, you know, being the type of person to lead a conversation. So the way I teach sales is let's a, let's look at the science behind what makes people buy. Let's look at, you know, the way you can actually have an amazing sales call conversation, the questions you can ask, but also you have to be willing to throw that out the window. If you're in a situation where you know what to do is best, you have to begin to trust yourself. Literally all of my sales have come from a place of intuition. Like I, someone randomly came to my mind. I texted them. They told me they were looking at my sales page. That's not a strategy. That's me being open and willing to that little whisper I have. You handling a money objection. Can you handle that in a way that's intuitive, that validates people's feelings? And you can ask questions off the script, right? Mm -hmm. There has to be both. The strategy is really helpful when you're first starting because you're just getting used to it. You're, you're learning the skill set. It's, it's nice to be guided. And then we got to put your intuition in there because your strategy is not going to be the thing that gets you to your, you know, booked out high ticket offer. You have to have both. And so that's really what I teach my clients. Again, it's that empowerment. You're in your own power. So how about if you feel you want to go a different direction, being open to that? I love that. I love like putting the two together and I don't know, like what I do now came from intuition, like strategy wise, it didn't didn't make the most sense because nobody's really doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was very like an intuitive move, like, Oh, like I'm just noticing, like nobody really knows what I know. So I'm going to like do a masterclass on it. Oh, wow. That masterclass actually went kind of good. Like I'll do another one. Oh, wow. Okay. I guess I can like do container clients with this, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and that was just kind of a gut instinct, like strategy wise, it made no sense. Y'all it made no sense. Even trying to explain it. I was like, I know this doesn't make a lot of sense, but I feel like very pulled to do it. And I felt like it wasn't a fear decision. It wasn't like a last ditch. Like, Oh my gosh, I got to figure something out. It was like a very calm, like, Hey Taylor, this is what you should go do. But that took I don't know, uh, at least a year for me to like hear that and mm-hmm. actually trust it. Do you see the same with your clients? Like that can take some time. Yeah. We're not conditioned to trust ourselves, no. right? We're conditioned to get feedback. We're conditioned to ask our boss. We're conditioned to always make safe choices. We're conditioned to always have a plan. And so again, You're going to have that little internal war going on. But the thing is, is your intuition is never wrong. Your intuition is your best asset in your business and your strategy. And that is the whole premise of me closing that gap, right? Because too many times we see like, just sit back and receive and things will come to us. And I don't believe that to be true. We have Mm -hmm. to do our part. We have to be willing to learn and show up, but also you have the most powerful thing within you and it's your intuition. And if you trust that more, who knows where you would be? I mean, I know where you'd be. You'd be like light years down the road and you would feel free again in your business. (laughs) Yeah. 
that can just be so terrifying. It's so terrifying. (laughs) It can be really, even to this day, I still have to like check myself. Like my process is whenever I have like a little thought, like, oh, like maybe we could do this. I really do take some time. Like I don't stop what I'm doing, right? Like I continue what I'm doing, but if it's something different or if it's like, I need to reach out to somebody that I'm just feeling like really for some reason, like I just have a feeling Mm -hmm. that I have what you're looking for. Um, And I've signed clients multiple times with that feeling. It's very, it's weird. (laughs) Like it's just odd. Um, Yeah, but it's like, it takes a balance of, or not, not balance, like a harmony of being strategy, like smart, strategic wise, but also taking some time. I take some time throughout the day and I look at like, who's following me? Who's watching my stories every day? You know, like who's been commenting on my stuff more than they probably have been in the past. Who's like hopping in my clubhouse rooms. Like I notice the people in my community and what they're doing. And I, I get like connected with them again. And I get connected about what are my clients saying? What are they loving? What are they not loving? And I use kind of like little signs to like confirm to myself, like you're on the right track, you know, what you're thinking and what's happening is pretty much there. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think for evidence. <laughs> yeah. That's so amazing. And into your, you get more connected to your intuition, just like you do with anything else. The more you use it, the better you become at being like, Oh, this is my superpower. Like, Oh my gosh, I can use this to my advantage. It's just like when you're trying anything new, it takes time for it to have that compound effect where you can actually see all the evidence of before of how this is working for you. And it's just like, what, in what, Every day, could you just trust yourself a little bit more? Could you just get quiet and turn off the noise and just kind of ask yourself, like, how am I like just checking in and mm-hmm. just being open to listening to like your thoughts a little bit more, right? Instead of finding the next best course to enroll, instead of feeling like you're not good enough because your launch flopped again. Like, it's not the strategy in the launch, it's you're lacking like your truest and most powerful form, which is yourself in sales. Yeah. Oh, I have chills. Oh, my God. I love it. I love, I love combining both. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what helps your business, like stay successful. However it looks for you is when you're connected to the strategy side. Like I understand the strategy, but also when needed, my intuition is going to trump the strategy. Yes. And that takes practice, y'all. Like when I when I opened my meal plan, <laughs> my <laughs> meal planning business, I really thought that was like an intuitive move. And looking back on it, I was like, why did that work? Like my gut told me. And I was like, actually, Taylor, that was fear. <laughs> that was fear you were feeling. You were feeling rushed. And I had to start like putting out in my head, like, what is actually my intuition and what is like fear or anxiety? What's the difference? And that took me some time, but like Reagan said, being able to practice like every day, how can I trust myself a little more? Or if I think I'm trusting myself and it went wrong, which is okay. What, what was I actually feeling? Right. Like, was I feeling anxious? <laughs> was I feeling, you know, nervous? Was I feeling stressed or just, I'm just want to get it down. Like I just want to sign clients. 
And being able to differentiate the two was like huge for me. I love that so much, Reagan. Yeah. And so like the best thing you can do is just like, if you have a random thought, like a random content idea or a random like freebie that just is totally random or a random person comes to your mind, trust yourself. Yeah. Just trust yourself and your ability to be like, I can not be told what to do and still make loads of money in my business. Mm -hmm. You're going to feel so like you're going to feel freed too. You're going to get out of this restrictive space of, oh, I have to perfectly warm up my audience. Oh, I have to perfectly say the four questions on my sales call. Like just begin to trust yourself a little bit more. Yeah. I love it. I think that's the definition of like freedom Mm. is not money. I know I've done like a series on this, like money doesn't really fix, like it definitely enhances and can help, but it doesn't really fix how we feel about ourselves. Mm -hmm. But being able to like trust myself, that's freedom. Not having to like check in with anybody or be like, Hey, is it okay if I do this? Like really being able to say, this is what I'm doing because I love it. And I just feel like it's the right thing to do. Like that's awesome. <laughs> That's yeah. not talked about enough. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I do too. Money is just a byproduct of all the amazing things that get to happen in your life. And when we don't place the emphasis of what money is going to fix and heal and change, and we start to feel healed and changed and fixed like on our own, that's when you really, yeah, get to experience that freedom and what you want your business to be the avenue for in the first place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love it. Okay, Reagan. So let's say, let's close this call out with the bang. So let's say I have community members who are like, wow, I really would love to put some more like intuition into my sales strategy. Like they kind of, they're at a place right now where they feel like you know, I got the strategy down, but I think what I'm missing is me. Mm. And that's why it doesn't feel very aligned. Maybe that's why it feels a little challenging for them. What are three tips you would give them to start having like a more aligned sales strategy that has a little bit more intuition in it? Mm, I love that. First tip, get on some sales calls and get in your DMs and throw the script aside. Okay. Practice you asking questions. Practice you handling objections in a way that feels more true and good to who you are. Okay. When you do that, you're going to be like, wow, I'm really good at what I do, just even in the DMs, right? (laughs) The next thing is to quiet the noise, right? I don't look at all the many trainings teaching you how to get your next high ticket client. I want you to open up a Google Doc and just kind of begin to brain dump things that excite you that you want to talk about. And I want you to weave this into your content because I want you to start being more in charge of what you want to say and letting you know your own ideas come through. And then lastly, you just have to begin to really trust yourself a little bit more and you can do that outside of your business too, right? So if it feels really hard in your business, I would ask where could you trust yourself a little bit more 
um, inside of your life, like right in your relationships and, you know, the way you hold yourself, the way you talk to your family, like what are small, just small little things that you can do in order for you to begin to kind of listen to that whisper again, to kind of reopen her, right. To let her in and just get quiet. Sometimes you just have to ask myself, what do I want to talk about today? And just, if it's in the shower, I always get the best ideas in the shower. So in the shower, this is what I want you to do. What do I want to talk about today? Or how do I want to show up today? And go with that. Just go with that initial thought, even though it may seem really weird. And that's how you begin to just let intuition come into that sales strategy. I love it. Baby steps, y'all. It's a journey. It is. I think for me, I'm still working on, you know, it's like very against my nature still to be like, Hey, Taylor, you can go do that. You know, like it's, it's unlearning a lot of things that we were taught as kids or in corporate or in our career. So give yourself a lot of grace, go give Reagan a follow while you're at it, because these tips are amazing. Reagan, where can they find you at? Yeah. Come find me on Instagram at Reagan Lumpkins. Um, and there in my highlight section, there's a whole training over selling mindset. So go check it out. I love it. Reagan, do you have anything coming up that they can look forward to? Um, my Academy is open right now and reopen, I think in the springtime, but just come and talk to me. I just want to meet you, um, and get to know you. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Reagan, thank you so much. This was such a, just such a cool conversation. This isn't talked a lot about, you know, I see a lot of strategy or I see a lot of like intuition and both obviously are really important, but it was so fun to hear you talk about both. So thank you so much for being on the show. It was so fun. Thanks for having me. All right, guys, we are starting a new client learning series. So be sure to tune in and Reagan, thank you for being on. I'll talk to you later. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the More Than a Mama podcast. Before you go fold that laundry that's been sitting there since last weekend, I have one more thing for you. My mission is to create content that serves and impacts you. So if you love what you heard today, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, screenshot your review, and tag me on Instagram at morethanamama underscore so I can connect and create content for you, my listeners. Thanks so much for listening and I will see you on the next episode. Don't forget to make waves today. Bye.